Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were a term, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey. I'm, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to a fabulous, fabulous Friday edition of Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program. Coast to coast, one of the border on TuneIn. iTunes, or Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course the Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store or JiggyJaguar.us. Stream the show live for more of a replay, on-demand video and audio, all on our app. Also social media as well to the popular social media pages. We've got a great guest with us today. We're going to get to him here in just a few seconds. Uh, in fact, we're going to go right now to the telephones. And uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend, and give us a brief introduction on yourself. And then we'll talk a little bit about why you're here. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah. uh, so my name is Stefan Arsall. I'm the uh, founder and CEO of a company called Power Paddleboard. Uh, we're uh, one of Mark Cuban's uh, best investments from the uh, ABC show Shark Tank. Um, last year we were, or in 2014, we were named the fastest growing company in San Diego. And last year we were named, uh, we were ranked number 239 on the 8500 list of fastest growing companies in America. And, uh, sort of, I guess the reason we're on the show today is we, uh, a year ago we moved to a five hour work day, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, we're trying to work more efficiently and we're trying to prove that sort of the eight hour work day is, is outdated. Now, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about your uh, your, your experience with this uh, with, with with this five hour workday. Okay, about uh, well, I've been an entrepreneur for about ten years, uh, and so I've, I've you basically have to learn how to be sort of super efficient to be to be an entrepreneur, sort of a one man show. Uh, and just in, in doing that over ten years, I've learned you know to lose, use a lot of productivity tools that other people aren't using. Um, to, to work fast. Uh, before my uh, the stand-up paddleboard company that I have now, I had a poker chip company uh, called buypokerchips.com, and to uh, it was about a half a million dollars a year that company did. And I was working this forty to fifty hour week, and then I read Tim Ferriss's four hour work week book that um, talked about how to sort of compress your workday, and I used that to reduce that workday down to working three days a week, four hours a day. So it was about twelve hours a week. Uh, to do what I had been doing previously in 40 to 50 hours, and it didn't affect the business at all. And what that did is it opened up my schedule to look to start other businesses. So, you know, fast forward, you know, five years, and now I've got a, a business that's doing $10 million, you know, a year instead of just a half a million dollars. And the only reason I was able to do that is because I figured out how to compress my work day, free up my time to do other stuff. Um, so about a year ago, um, you know, my, my paddleboard company, I was about five years old, so about a year ago, we moved to a five-hour workday with the whole company. Um, and so we, at the same time, we introduced 5% profit sharing. So overnight, we basically doubled the per-hour earnings of everybody in the company uh, without increasing, you know, the cost uh, to the company. And uh, basically just told everybody, we're going to do a three-month experiment here over the summer. Uh, we started last June. 
and we said, okay, everybody, we're going to work 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. You only have five hours to get your work done. Figure out how to do it. And uh, if you can't do it, you'll be fired, basically. <laughs> so that's how we rolled it out, and it's been sort of a wild success. We just have sort of you know a better lifestyle now. Getting off at 1 o'clock, we've got you know, a work week that's better than uh, most people's vacation weeks. We've got a uh, fabulous guest with us today, Stephen Aristels with us. He is the CEO and founder of Tower Paddle Boards, an online manufacturer direct brand in the stand-up paddle boarding industry. Three-year growth rate of 1,853%. Tower was named the fastest-growing company in San Diego by the San Diego Business Journal, was featured in the Inc.'s 2015 500 list of America's fastest-growing companies. And he's with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, um, you were on Shark Tank. Tell us about that experience. Sure, yeah. So I went on Shark Tank. It aired in 2012. And I, I'm known as the worst pitch in the uh, history of Shark Tank that still landed a deal. Uh, so I sort of fell apart when I went on Shark Tank. I froze up, uh, you know, sort of stuttering or stammering for minutes in silence. All the sharks tore into me. Uh, it was pretty brutal. Uh, but I did uh, gather myself and come back. And I ended up getting a deal with, uh, with Mark Cuban for... Um, Time it was 150,000 uh, for 30 percent of my company. Uh, plus, he negotiated for a first right of refusal to invest in uh, in any business I raise money for in the future. Well, uh, how did how did you get booked on the show? How 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 did this all come about for you? Sure. Um, yeah, I just got a call one day out of the blue. Um, so I had never even heard of the show. Uh, this was I was on season three, but they sort of set it all up in season two. Uh, so they wanted a paddleboard company on there. Uh, because of the way I build companies, which is sort of a, an online you know, search engine optimization, if you Google paddleboards, you know, we're right at the top. That's how producers, you know, of shows try to find companies to do. So they, I guess it was kind of lucky. They just sort of called us out of the blue. Um, but just the nature of how I, I build businesses, they tend to attract a lot of media attention. Uh, my poker chip company before was on TV, too. Again, somebody just sort of Amazing, amazing stuff. We've got a a great guest with us today. He's uh, what was was on Shark Tank. He's got an amazing company. Let's talk about this book, The Five-Hour Workday. Live differently, unlock productivity, and find happiness. Now, what's wrong with the current eight-hour workday and 40-hour work week? Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people, when I tell them about this, they say, well, well why the five-hour workday? I mean, the better question really is, why not the five-hour workday? And we, then you start asking the question, well, why why the eight-hour workday? And, you know, most people don't really know, but the eight-hour workday was basically just invented. Um, in 1914, Henry Ford uh, moved his company, uh, several companies, uh, to an eight-hour workday. Prior to that, um, the people had been working in, you know, in factories and industry. 10 to 16 hours a day, six days a week. Um, and then the assembly line sort of came in. And all of a sudden, you know, these people that were working these long hours now had to work these long hours but also be massively productive because this assembly line would not stop moving. So they had to keep up the pace. And it was uh, it was difficult to keep up the pace. In the early 1900s, it was very dangerous to work in a factory. Um, something on the order of one-half of 1% one of the U.S. population was being injured or killed on the job. Holy smokes. Because all of a sudden it became unsustainable. It used to be, you know, 10 to 16 hours in a factory when you're leaning on a broom isn't a, isn't a hard job, but when you have to keep up with the assembly line, it became unsustainable. So Ford recognized this, um, and he said, okay, we're going to do a renegotiation here. Uh, we're going to bring the hours down, and we're going to double people's wages. And because all of this new productivity was making the owners of these companies massively rich. This was sort of the heir of the robber barons, right? Yes. Um, so he did this renegotiation. He attracted all the best workers from the country. I mean, like, after announcing that, the next month, he had, like, 15,000 workers, you know, lined up outside his factory wanting to get a job there. And he basically created a consumer culture that we have today because people have this free time now to go spend money. Um, that was all brought about by the Industrial Revolution. It's just sort of how Ford reacted to it. Fast forward 100 years to where we're at today, we have the exact same thing going on in um, sort of the information age. Um, knowledge worker productivity has skyrocketed. Uh, it's gone through the rough with all of these you know, productivity tools, the Internet, smartphones. Um, 
and basically now we can accomplish in two to three hours what it used to take us eight to ten hours, just you know, 15, 25 years ago. But the American workforce is just now working longer and longer hours. Again, corporations are becoming wildly profitable. There's actually a problem in, in America right now that corporations are just sitting on too much cash and they don't know what to do with it. So even me, me as a business owner, I can run you know, a $10 million business right now with five employees. Companies are just becoming massively efficient and massively profitable. And none of this is being given back to workers. If you look at productivity the past 40 years, and this is for you know, blue-collar and white-collar workers, it's up 80%, but wages are up 11%. None of this has been given back to workers. If you look at knowledge workers, their productivity is probably up three or 400%. It's really off the charts. And so what the five-hour workday is uh, doing is essentially saying, okay, we're going to give you back some of your time um, and give you sort of a, a better deal there. We've got a, a great guest joining us today here in our broadcast, coast to coast and border to border. Stephen Aristel is with us. After appearing on ABC Shark Tank and securing investment from Mark Cuban, Aristel was featured by People Magazine as one of Shark Tank's biggest winners. His company quickly became one of Mark Cuban's best performing investments from the popular show. And in early 2016, ABC returned to feature Tower Paddle Boards in a nationally televised episode, Beyond the Tank. And he's with us today here on our broadcast talking about the five-hour work day what prompted you to move your company to a five-hour work day um, you know i was uh, i was working with a company called influence and co which sort of helped me get published write articles um in you know like the washington post or bath company or in magazine um and just as a company expert internet marketing expert i would write articles and um so they would sort of throw topics over to me to write about and i wrote a lot of topics about efficiency and, uh, you know, being a huge fan of Tim Ferriss' four-hour workweek book, um, I wrote a lot of articles about how, how to do that, how to compress your workday. So one day they just sort of threw over the wall, hey, uh, write an article about your five-hour workday. And I didn't have one at that time. I mean, that, I wasn't formal or anything. That's probably about what I work because I just you know, come into the office, get what I need to do, done, and then get out of there. Like nobody's looking over my shoulder, so I'm not, you know, clocking a nine-to-five or, or whatever hours. Um, so, but I sort of misread what they wanted me to write the article about, and I, I read it as, you know, your company's five-hour workday. So it forced me to go through this sort of mental exercise of imagining my company working uh, only a five-hour workday. How, how would I do that? And it was a very uncomfortable, um, you know, mental exercise because, you know, at that point, I was this Shark Tank company with Mark Cuban. You know, it was very easy to hire people. I got them right out of school, didn't have to pay them very much, and I could kind of work them to death, Right. And it was a good gig for me, really. And, I was, you know, and this sort of forced me to think, okay, you know, why can't we just move to this sort of compressed workday, give, you know, all my workers basically this lifestyle that I've created for myself as an entrepreneur, and, uh, and how would we work that? So how, we, how I designed it was, you know, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., there's no lunch in there. So by eliminating lunch, you, you know, get rid of one, you know, wasted hour, and usually another half an hour to an hour after that of, sort of food coma after lunch and, you know, people trying to focus again. Um, so by compressing the, the day down, getting rid of lunch, you're really not losing that much work time. And it's just more of this sort of focused effort. You come in and you work at a, you work at a faster pace. And what it forces people to do is eliminate the things that they're basically wasting time on, you know, Facebook, uh, fantasy football, you know, online shopping. Um, in our business, the, or the biggest sales day of the year is Cyber Monday, which is a work day. Um, so you know everybody is shopping at work. <laughs> this is what people are doing at work because they've got, you know, this long day to do basically two to three hours of work. Um, we're just trying to say, okay, we realize you can get a lot done in a short period of time. We're going to compress it down, and then we're going to give you, you know, 1 o'clock till you know, 10 o'clock at night every day of the week uh, to go out and live, uh, you know, sort of a more extraordinary life. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone talking about his great book, The Five-Hour Workday. Stephen Aristotle with us today. His objective is to build a tower into the world's premier beach lifestyle brand. He currently has plans to extend the tower brand into many additional business units. As an entrepreneurial thought leader and online marketing expert, his insights have been published in the Washington Post, Inc., 
Forbes, Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Matchable, and many other prominent business publications. He's with us today here on the broadcast. 5hourworkday.com is his official website. Now, tell me about how a shorter workday makes businesses more profitable, productive, employees happier, healthier, and more loyal. Yeah, now this is a, this is a great question because the, the assumption when I tell people we're going to a five-hour workday is, oh, you guys are just working part-time. This is just sort of a, a lifestyle company or something like that. But the reality is we're intentionally putting a time constraint on people to make them more productive. Um, how, and it, it doesn't make sense on the surface, but if you look at uh, sort of the world of business, you look at you know startups and big corporations, you have, in today's world, you have three guys in a garage disrupting you know a hundred million dollar company this happens all the time and the reason this happens is because those three people in a garage are constrained by money and time and to compete they have to figure out creative solutions and those creative solutions that they figure out end up being a competitive advantage so that constraint on you know money basically is what you know forces them to, to basically win and to disrupt the bigger companies you can do the same thing with time if you compress time down and you tell people they need to get the same amount done, they figure out, you know, solutions to, to do that. Um, I, we have a, a website for the site called 5hourworkday.com, and on that website you can you know, get the first 50 pages of the book for free. Um, but you can also, uh, there's a, a downloadable document there. It's about a 30, 40-page document of, I think it's like 35 productivity tools that we use in our company to accomplish this. Um, and so an example of one of these tools is a site called Tanjiba.com, T-A-N-J-I-B-A.com. It's a sourcing tool for, you know, making products overseas and, you know, bringing them into the U.S. Um, and what this site does is it aggregates homeland security data. So since 9-11, um, every container that comes into the country has to have, you know, be public, it has to be public information, where it came from, where it's going to, uh, what the weight of it was, and a general description of the content, okay? So this website aggregates all of that, and then so I can go onto the website and type in paddleboard, and it will show me every container that's come into the country of paddleboards. It will show me where they came from, the actual factories that are making them, and the brands that are, are getting them. And then you can zero in on a factory, find all of the people they make products for and all of their shipments over time. You can uh, zero in on one of my competitors and find out who all their suppliers are. Um, it almost gives you market share data. This is something that was you know, not available 20 years ago. This is almost like magical data uh, because you can get a quality score on a factory. Um, you know, is this factory increasing shipments and are they delivering to you know, well-known competitors? And if they are, you know that's a good factory. I can write a $50,000 check to them with, without worrying about whether or not this is a you know a scam or a bad factory or there's going to be quality issues, uh, if you try to do that same sourcing project, you know, 20 years ago, you're talking about flying to China multiple times. You're talking about working through multiple you know factories. It's a it's a two to three year process to get you know your manufacturing consistent quality and you know some company you trust. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now you can do that in an afternoon. This tool, Panziva, has been around for 10 years. Most people I talk to that have you know, $10 million, $100 million businesses have no clue this even exists. Um, they're not being forced to look for these creative solutions. I've been you know, sourcing products from China for the last uh, 10, 12 years. The first time I went to China was last year. Wow. <laughs> wow. We've got a uh, fabulous guest with us today. He joins us live here on a broadcast. The fabulous, fabulous Stephen Aristil. He is uh, joining us talking about the five hour workday. Live differently, unlock productivity, and find happiness. He's with us today talking about this incredible, incredible book. Now that we've laid all this out, give me some steps to implement a five hour workday at a company. Okay. So. Yeah, it's a scary thing as a boss to, if you have all your workers, you know, working 50, 60 hours a week, to say, okay, I'm going to all of a sudden let these guys work 25 hours a week. Um, it's a very scary proposition, and it's hard for, it was hard for me even to make that mental leap to try it. And so the way I rolled it out um, worked great for us, and this is how any company can probably test this risk-free. And not only test it, but enjoy the benefits of it, even if you roll back to a regular um, work day. So we did it. Uh, when I rolled it, I said, okay, this is summer hours. It was, you know, the first of June last year. Yeah. I said, for, for three months, 
we're gonna, everybody's going to get off at 1 o'clock. We're going to come in a little early. We're going to come in at 8 a.m. We're going to get off at 1 p.m. You have to get the same amount of work done. Um, you just have to figure it out or you're going to be fired. And I said, in the fall, we're going to roll back. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> you better figure well, it out or you're gone. <laughs> well, this is, this is the thing. Like, right now, you can ask your workers, hey, why don't you guys figure out how to be more productive or, or do this, you know. But you're not giving them anything. So you, I'm giving them a huge, this is a huge gift. If I tell people they're going to be off at work at 1 o'clock, I mean, they're out of work before, their kids are out of school, you know, they have 9 or 10 hours every day to go out and pursue sort of this sort of dream life, whatever they want to do. It's kind of like retirement, you know. So you're giving them a huge gift, and the ask is, okay, I need you to quit screwing around on Facebook. I need you to quit, you know, all the online shopping. I need uh, you to schedule your dentist appointments in the afternoon. We come in, we work, we work. And then we're off. Um, so, but I did it as a test. And that's the, that's the critical thing here for other companies that would look at this and say, hey, you know, maybe, maybe this, he's on something here, maybe I'll give this a try. If yeah. you do a three-month test, I guarantee you those workers will find productivity. They'll be loving their life for three months, and they'll find, you know, ways to do stuff faster. And basically, they will figure out how to accomplish what they were doing before in five hours. And honestly, only about two to three hours is all they're going to be working. And they'll accomplish what they used to accomplish. Okay, then you can roll back to an eight-hour day. Every one of your workers is going to be doing the work of two days in, in, in one day. And this wow. is sort of the reality, reality of the knowledge working world. And, you know, most people out there will realize this is true. If you look into the company you work in, there are some people in your company that just work at two to three, two to three times the pace of everybody else. You know, and there are some people that just basically – you know, clock a lot of hours and just they get nothing done. It's like, what does that person even do? And because yeah. <laughs> it's very easy to hide and it's very easy to be unproductive in today's knowledge working world because the same tools that allow us to be massively productive allow us to be massive, you know, waste massive amounts of time. The smartphone is a great example. Uh, something like Facebook is a great example. Like most people would just consider Facebook an overall time waster, but it's actually a huge productivity tool if you wanted to throw an event this weekend. You can literally plan and execute and do all your invites in like three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> something that used to take you weeks. Yes, you know, indeed. Three minutes, but then you can you know you know scroll your Instagram feed for an hour too, just wasting your time. Um, so it's a double-edged sword. So that's the company's. Uh, that's that's what I would say you you could do is just do do a three-month test of it. Give your employees this sort of great summer. They'll unlock you know these productivity hacks for your company. And then when you roll back to the regular hours in the fall, you know, people will have, like, you know, nuclear power at their fingertips. Yes. They didn't even know existed. <laughs> yes. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Stephen Aristotle is the CEO and founder of Tower Paddle Boards, an online manufacturer direct brand in the stand-up paddle boarding industry. He's with us today talking about the five-hour Workday, live differently, unlock productivity, and find happiness. And he's with us today here on the broadcast. Now, um, th- this this book is fantastic. Um, how much of this book is realistic that that you can put that you can put out there? Sure. Uh, I mean, it's it's basically it's a story about the experiment we're doing at, at my company. Yeah. Um, and to so we go through that, but I also go through the history of work because when I started looking at, you know, moving to a five-hour workday, I was asking that question that you asked earlier, um, which was, you know, why why not an eight-hour workday? What's what's wrong with the eight-hour workday? If you start asking that question, what you learn is that, you know, the eight-hour workday was just invented, but it's also just America. I mean, yeah. every other country is totally different, and I mean, wildly different. I'm in San Diego. I had no idea that across the border in Mexico, they work six days a week, eight-hour days. <laughs> I had no clue. Wow. Uh, you know, um, and if you go to you know China, they're working six days a week. They're working 12 hours a day. You know, yeah. If you go to India, they're working six ten. If you go to France, they have a 35-hour work week. I mean, all these countries are different. And what you find there is the, company, the countries that work the least hours are actually they have the, better, the best quality of life. Um, and they're the most prosperous. Um, it's just, it's this sort of weird thing, like sort of, you know, we invented the eight-hour workday for factory workers 100 years ago, and now fast forward 100 years, I mean, everything has changed. I mean, we're, we're on the brink of having, you know, autonomous cars 
and just just crazy technology, and yet we're still working like you know for this eight hour day that was invented for factory workers a hundred years ago. Yes. It makes no sense. <laughs> Yes, you 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 are completely completely correct on that. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. The five hour workday, live differently, unlock productivity, find happiness. The offer is with us today, Stephen Aristotle. And um, what, what's been some of the best reviews you've gotten on the book so far? And what are some of your expectations for the book? You know, um, we the, the book is at pre launch, so I've only sent it out to media contacts, uh, you know, a few friends. Uh, yeah. On the book, we we get a review from uh, there's this Harvard professor that that wrote. I'll, I'll read you sort of the book blurb. He sees, he said right uh, at Tower, an amazing experiment is being conducted to disrupt what has not changed much since the industrial revolution. The idea that as workers we all need to spend five full days of the, of the week doing our job. Stephen challenges this and shows that a near forty percent reduction in working time is possible. Read the book, see for yourself. Um, there's uh, another guy that uh, did a book blurb on it is um, a guy named Dan Price. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of Gravity Payment. Um, yes. And are you familiar with Gravity Payment? Yep, 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 yep. Go ahead and, enter, and, and uh, talk about that for the folks that aren't. Sure. So this is a very controversial move. It was a guy in Seattle. Um, and, uh, he had a company with maybe 120 people in it, just like a payment processing, like credit card processing company. And one day he just, you know, rolled out a $70,000 a year minimum wage at his company. We're basically going to move everybody up to 70000 He was making like a million dollars a year at the time, cut his salary down to $70,000. Um, and that happened really about the same time we started the five-hour workday. And it's been sort of a roller coaster ride for him. You know, on, on the, the, you know, the media on the right side is saying, you know, this is, this is socialism, this is never going to work, we hope this fails. And, you know, they're sort of villainizing the guy. And on the left, they're saying, oh, this guy is, you know, the Messiah. This is such a great, finally, somebody's doing something for workers. And so, you know, he's a villain or a hero, you know, depending on which side you're looking at this. And, you know, it's just something they're trying. You know, it's just uh, an experiment towards, hey, how do we renegotiate with workers? The funny yeah. thing is, you know, Dan uh, did it very, you know, publicly, and there was a lot of press around it. And there's been a lot of fallout. I mean, his brother is doing him now. There's a whole circus going around this whole thing. But other companies are doing similar stuff like this. And I sort of applaud what Dan, you know, did because it's, he's doing something, you know. He's trying stuff. Um, you know, companies like, you know, Google and Facebook are now just paying their employees extraordinary amounts of money. Kids coming out of college are making, you know, $150,000, $200,000. This is what they're starting. And, you know, because they realize that these people are so productive, now you can afford to pay them. That, and if you do that, you're going to get the top talent. It's really, in the knowledge working world, well, it's a war for talent. Um, because one person can be so massively powerful. I mean, I mean, your show is, is a great example, right, James? I mean, you have, you know, a media empire, which is, you know, essentially a one-person, you know, show. Yes. Realistically, yes. You can have the reach of what used to be, you know, a New York Times. I mean, it's done right, and you do it over years. You can create this massive reach. Like one person can do this. We basically have nuclear power at our fingertips if we use it intelligently. And um, you know, so workers are worth more today. And uh, workers know this themselves. The best workers are going out strong on their own. They're striking out on their own. They're creating their own podcast. They're doing stuff um, like this. So if you want to, as a company, you want to attract good workers, you got to give them a better deal. They'll come work for you for four or five years. And then they're going to be going off on their own anyway, you know, because you can't pay them enough. We've got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live. Stephen Aristotle's with us. He has got a great book. It's called The Five Hour Workday Live Differently, Unlock Productivity, Find Happiness. The website, fivehourworkday.com. Now, um, if you had to do this book all over again, would you change anything in this book? You know, I really didn't intend to write a book at all. I'm not a writer, uh, to be perfectly honest. I'm just a, an entrepreneur, a CEO. Um, but when we started doing, you know, the five-hour uh, workday, and then I started to write about it. I told you I was working with that company, Influence & Co., um, to write, you know, articles occasionally for these, these business magazines. Um, I wrote one article one time in Mashable about our five-hour workday and how we were doing it and how other people could, could do it. 
yeah. that article got 15,000 social shares. Um, wow. I usually get, you know, 50 social shares. <laughs> I'm not, you know, well-known, you know, writer or anything. And so I was like, holy cow, like, you know, this resonates with people. I think people understand that in the U.S. we've got our, our work-life balance has, has gotten out of whack. You know, we, we, we're this capitalistic society, and I'm, I'm all for capitalism, you know, but it's also sort of melded with this consumeristic society, and it's become this sort of rat wheel where we're just working harder and harder, longer and longer hours, even though we're being much more productive to make, you know, more money to buy basically stupid stuff. Um, it's, and we don't need to, and it's not leading to more happiness for people is the problem. Um, that's that's the the real problem here, and there's a lot of societal ills that are coming from this. You know, this work obsessed culture that we have in America. Uh, you have a lot of stress related diseases that are on the rise. You know, heart disease and stuff like this. You have an obesity problem. People are not you know exercising. They're sitting in a you know in the in a chair you know ten hours a day. It's it's not sustainable for your health to do that. Um, we have you know unhappy children. There was a study, and I talk about this in the book. Of the 29 industrialized countries, most industrialized countries around the world, there was a study on child happiness. The U.S. placed 26 on that list, and that's that's an insane number. I mean, we're the wealthiest, you know, country in the world. Like, we should not have a problem with child happiness. But the problem is, you know, kids are getting out of you know school at 2:30. You know, their parents, if their parents are sort of hard charging, are coming home at seven o'clock at night. They're not. They don't have a relationship with their children. And both parents are working. You know, 50 years ago, it would be one parent was working, the other parent was home. Now both parents have to work. You know, the children are sort of an, an afterthought. And there's absolutely no reason for this because we're at we're wasting time on stupid stuff. We're doing two to three hours of work in this 10-hour um, day, and it, it's crazy. Like, since I uh, moved to the, you know, the five-hour work day, um, like this, this baseball season, my son uh, plays in a little league. And he maybe had, like, a lot of games. It was, like, 25 or 30 games. I was able to go to every game. You know, I'm a, here I am, you know, CEO of one of the fastest-growing companies in the city, a startup, and, you know, I'm able to go catch every one of his games. And, you know, and they, they're, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That is it's just a, it's just a life-changing event. And the, the, the reality is, like, this is just a choice. You know, we can do this if we want to. But yes. But we... We've become sort of economic slaves because we've been, Oh, very much you know, so. <laughs> very I, much I, so, my friend. Myself included. I mean, this 9 to 5 thing is so ingrained in society. When I went off and struck out on my own and started uh, my poker chip company, it was like 12 years ago, Yeah, I was just working 9 to 5 for no reason, just because I felt I sort of had to come in at 9, had to leave at 5, and mm-hmm. it took me years to say, what am I doing? If I'm not getting anything done, I'm going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yep. like, this, is, this is insanity. But it was hard to make that transition. And, you know, I find even my employees now are, are, are making it harder to make that transition. So, sorry about that. I got a, a little bit away Not from an issue. Not an issue. Not an issue. We've your got question, to... Which was, what, you know, what would you change about the book? You know, it's, it's just a story of what happened. So there's not much I, I could change, to be yeah. perfectly honest. We've got a, a great guest with us today. Stephen Aristotle's with us. He's the CEO and founder of the Tower Paddle Boards, an online manufacturer direct brand in the stand-up paddleboarding industry. He's also got a great book, The Five-Hour Workday, Live Differently, Unlock Productivity, and Find Happiness, 5hourworkday.com. That's 5hourworkday.com for more information. Now, um, you're, you're, you're currently working on a lot of different projects. What's next for you as an author, and how can fans reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, I have no plans to write any other books. Um, like we just sort of wrote this because it, it, it sort of fit our brand, and you know, people yeah. were interested in it because of that magical article. And we decided, you know, every time we ship out a paddleboard, we're going to include one of these books. Um, because when we when we moved to this five-hour workday, you know, we put it on our careers page, just on our website, and it wasn't too prominent. But we had people calling in, and when they were going to order a paddleboard, they'd say, hey, I heard about your guys' five-hour workday. You know, I love it. You know, that sounds awesome. I wish my boss would do that. I'll buy a paddleboard for you guys. I like you guys. Um, so it just sort of dovetailed perfectly with our brand. We figured, let's let's spread this message. This, you know, perfectly fits 
our brand. We're a brand about, we say we like to make products for the human spirit. Um, so, you know, paddleboard stuff that you can get out there, get exercise, have fun with your friends and family, um, you know, get in better shape, enjoy, you know, your the environment, you know, sort of the, the yeah. beauty of nature. Um, so this book was about, you know, unleashing um, that. How, how can people do more of that? Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Before we let you go, uh, we mentioned the website a couple times. What can people expect when they head over to the website? Well, the, the, you can get the uh, you can download the first fifty pages of the book for free. Uh, the book's on pre-order now. It actually launches on July fifteenth on Amazon. Um, it's very inexpensive. It's we're not really trying to make a bunch of money off of the book. We're just trying to really spread this message, and hopefully, some some other companies can adopt it. So when you go to the website, you can get that first 50 pages of the book for free, and then you can also get uh, a downloadable PDF of sort of the, the key to the kingdom, sort of these, these 35 you know, productivity tools that we use at Tower Paddleboard to allow us to be this, you know, one of the fastest growing companies in the nation while working five hours a day. And these are tools that a lot of people, you know, some of them, you, the tools you've heard of, but a lot of these people have no clue these even exist. And if you just sort of implement these, You'll be amazed at how productive you can be, and then you know you can uh, kick out of the office at one o'clock and uh, you know go golfing or go surfing. Amazing, amazing. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Definitely, we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. We're going to take a timeout, and when we come back, we will talk about the EU referendum. And how this affects our friends in the new, 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 new world order. We got more coming up. This is attorney advertising. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. Should not be based solely upon advertising. Kirk Goes and Brad Honnold are responsible for the content of this advertisement. Attention women. If you had a transvaginal mesh, bladder mesh, pelvic sling, or bladder sling implanted for pelvic organ prolapse or stress urinary incontinence and suffered serious injuries or complications, please call 800-625-0379 now as you may be entitled to a cash award. If you've had a mesh or sling device implanted and suffered serious injuries or complications such as device removal or or replacement surgery. Call 800-625-0379 now for a free consultation. One manufacturer has offered to pay $830 million to women harmed by these products. If you had a transvaginal mesh, bladder mesh, pelvic sling, or bladder sling implant and suffered serious injuries or complications, please call 800-625-0379 now. Cases are being settled right now. So call 800-625-0379. That's 800-625-0379. This is attorney advertising. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. Should not be based solely upon advertising. Kirk Goes and Brad Honnold are responsible for the content of this advertisement. Attention. Call now if you've had an IVC filter placed in your body to prevent blood clots, as you may be at serious risk. The FDA warns that these filters may move or break, which may lead to heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, or even death. Call now for a free consultation. Since 2005, there have been over 1,000 problems reported to the FDA by consumers regarding IVC filters, such as fractures, tearing, device movement, blockage, and breaking of the device. If you or a loved one suffered serious health complications from an IVC filter which moved or broke, call us right now, as you may be entitled to compensation. Call 800-618-4110. That's 800-618-4110. Call now. 800-618-4110. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one -on -one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. 
Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. I live alone and rarely have visitors. So when I slipped and fell in the kitchen last month and couldn't get to a phone, I knew I was in trouble. Help! I could barely move. Help! I tried calling for help, but no one could hear me. As I lay there, I couldn't help but think of my kids and grandkids having to go on without me. I was terrified. It took eight hours for my neighbor to find me. It could have been the end of me. That's when I knew I needed Life Alert. With just one press of this button, I'm connected to the Life Alert Center, where I can get the help I need, even when I cannot reach a phone. With Life Alert, I'm never alone. For a free Life Alert brochure, call 800-635-4993. That's 800-635-4993. Call now at 800-635-4993 to get a free brochure. 800-635-4993. What the science of cosmology tells us about God. This is the Creation Moments Minute. The study of the universe and its forces is called cosmology. As we look into the Bible, we know that the entire universe and all its forces were planned and created out of the mind of God. But as cosmologists look into space, they see mysteries that cannot be explained. These mysteries can literally cause supercomputers to have nervous breakdowns from pondering imponderables. Cosmologists know that the universe is not an accident. They expect the universe to have laws and make sense. As they learn more about the universe, they are gaining an even greater appreciation for the mind from which the universe has come. The study of cosmology has led even some of the most hardened atheists to admit that sometimes the idea of a creator god does not seem so far-fetched. For Creation Moments Minute, I'm Darren Marlar. Jaguar Radio Program every afternoon on the network, coast to coast and border to border. Keep up with Jiggy online at JiggyJaguar.com. Quiz! I need to get over here, Quiz, into the door. Your girlfriend with the juicy ass is here. Oh, making fun of Cousin Chris's desperate relationships. That's what we do here on the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program. Hey, I I'm I'm not bashing. I'm not bashing. I'm glad that two terribly desperate people found each other. It is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. It is coast to coast to border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher. Brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in that app store. JiggyJaguar.us. Stream the show live. 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our app. Get it 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.us. JiggyJaguar.com for more information. We are going to put up our interview with Stephen Aristotle on our website. If you came in late want to hear it again, whatever you want to do, check out the website and do it today. The uh, situation that there was a major deal that took place last night, the... Um, the European Union, which is also known as the New World Order, um, or part of the New World Order. I shouldn't say the New World Order. It's part of the New World Order. Well, the EU referendum last night, the New World Order basically is in shock. Uh, their planned unification is in shambles. And the United Kingdom is gone, gone, gone. This comes in the wake of a huge setback in America where the Supreme Court tied in Obama's immigrant law that allows millions of illegal immigrants to stay and work in the U.S. Even the Democrats' gun control sit-in failed. Huge success to the Republicans and, of course, huge success to Donald Trump, who wants to build a wall. The U.K., with this vote, has started building their wall. Nigeria, of course, also, the uh, the the Buhari should allow the... Uh, Bafarians, their referendum to determine whether to stay or exit Nigeria as well. And uh, there is still hope for the United Kingdom because they choose, they did choose wisely. Now, um, what a lot of folks are wondering 
is what the hell just happened? What the hell just happened, and how does this how does this work? Well, the country opted to become the first ever to leave the 28-member bloc in a result that will send economic and political shockwaves across the globe. It's already being felt. Uh, basically, what what's happened is, uh, <laughs> as you can tell, uh, France, Italy, and the Netherlands now want a referendum. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> Uh, the pound is in a historic collapse. Stocks rocketed. Uh, plunge protection teams mobilize. Global banks seek to reassess. Soros goes short. <laughs> Greenspan says this is just the tip of the iceberg. Cameron out. David Cameron, that useless, useless individual that's leading the United Kingdom, he resigned last night. He got the f- out. Uh, Merkel warns against a knee-jerk reaction because she knows she's next. She knows she is done. Uh, Europe is, uh, uh, Europe will fall very soon, according to, uh, some onlookers. And, uh, a story that's in the Daily Mail, of course it is. Uh, Londoners call for a capital to break away. Uh, Hillary and Obama on the wrong side of history, of course. And uh, second major blow to Obama is in, in his many days. We mentioned the whole thing with the uh, the immigrants thing. Uh, Brexit could signal Trump winning the White House. This could be a huge seismic break with Europe, which draws uh, all sorts of parallels. And, of course, uh, you know, what happens next? Well, the henchmen. Uh, the guys in the black hats, the stormtroopers, uh, whatever you want to call those idiots at ISIS, they have called for attacks in Berlin and Brussels. Of course they are. They are saying, we're going to paralyze Europe. Of course they are. They've been given their orders. Uh, Muslim woman kicked out of a cafe accused of civilizational jihad. Uh, they're all, they're all nuts. They're all nuts over there. But um, I think it's amazing, and I think it's fantastic. I love the fact that they all, that Brexit took place, um, the EU referendum. We're going to talk about that. When we come back, we're going to take a brief time out, and when we come back, we will explain it to you. What does it all mean for the United States, and uh, if you're in the U.S., what the hell does this mean for you? Uh, Donald Trump, of course, has been strengthened by this whole thing. That's going to be in our next segment. But uh, Trump has been strengthened by this whole thing. Trump now has said that, uh, hey, if they can do it, we can do it over here. Uh, this could be, you know, if if you if you look at this on its face... This could signal a huge, huge world shift. Uh, depending on which side of, of the world you're on, if you're on the NWO side, you're probably thinking, oh my God, this is going to start a revolution. Oh my God. If you're on the side that doesn't really like the way things are going and doesn't like all this craziness and doesn't like all this crap. Well, you're probably celebrating today. Uh, I've seen everybody from Glenn Beck to Alex Jones to these to you know to to the to, to, to left guys, Tom Hartman, you know, David Pakman. David Pakman doesn't say anything yet. But uh, I think Tom Hartman has. Ed Schultz. The usual. The usual suspects. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I'm glad they left the freaking European Union. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad they said, well, we're, we're done there. Uh, by the way, Bernie Sanders says he'll vote for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> what did they promise that old man to come out and say that? What in the hell did they promise that old guy? Because apparently, he has decided that he's going to vote for Hillary. 
So there's a populist uprising coming, and it's coming across the globe, my friends. This Brexit victory makes a Trump presidency more likely. The fact that Hillary is going to be the nominee for the Democrats makes a huge, huge victory for Donald Trump. Uh, This could get interesting as we move into convention time uh, this month and next month, move into the, uh, the long, hot summer, as they say. I don't know who's saying it, don't know why they're saying it, but... Chris better go answer the door because his fiance with the juicy ass is at the door. It's much more funnier to say it in his mother's voice. Quith! Quith! It's much more funnier to say it that way. Now, who is Cousin Chris? A lot of people are asking, who the hell is Cousin Chris? If you're, if you're a new fan of the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program, um, Cousin Chris was on Jiggy Jag TV. He was my co-host for Jiggy Jag TV. Uh, we had a very good run from about 2007 to about 2010. We did this little thing called Jiggy Jag TV, or as I used to commonly refer to it as, Jigman Freud Television. <laughs> we never once, never once had an episode called Jigman Freud Television. I should have had that show and then just refer to that as Jiggy Jag TV. It's it's kind of like, you know, we used to refer to the Sunday radio show as a big show. Well, it was because we had, it was usually like three and four hours at a time sometimes. But uh, we're going to take a time out. We're going to come back, explain this EU thing. And uh, we got more. This is attorney advertising. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. Should not be based solely upon advertising. Kirk Goes and Brad Honnold are responsible for the content of this advertisement. Attention women. If you had a transvaginal mesh, bladder mesh, pelvic sling, or bladder sling implanted for pelvic organ prolapse or stress urinary incontinence and suffered serious injuries or complications, please call 800-625-0379 now as you may be entitled to a cash award. If you've had a mesh or sling device implanted and suffered serious injuries or complications such as device removal or replacement surgery, call 800-625-0379 now for a free consultation. One manufacturer has offered to pay $830 million to women harmed by these products. If you had a transvaginal mesh, bladder mesh, pelvic sling, or bladder sling implant and suffered serious injuries or complications, please call 800-625-0379 now. Cases are being settled right now. So call 800-625-0379. That's 800-625-0379. This is attorney advertising. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. Should not be based solely upon advertising. Kirk Goes and Brad Honnold are responsible for the content of this advertisement. Attention. Call now if you've had an IVC filter placed in your body to prevent blood clots, as you may be at serious risk. The FDA warns that these filters may move or break, which may lead to heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, or even death. Call now for a free consultation. Since 2005, there have been over 1,000 problems reported to the FDA by consumers regarding IVC filters, such as fractures, tearing, device movement, blockage, and breaking of the device. If you or a loved one suffered serious health complications from an IVC filter which moved or broke, call us right now, as you may be entitled to compensation. Call 800-618-4110. That's 800-618-4110. Call now. 800-618-4110. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom 
at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. I live alone and rarely have visitors. So when I slipped and fell in the kitchen last month and couldn't get to a phone, I knew I was in trouble. I could barely move. Help! I tried calling for help, but no one could hear me. As I lay there, I couldn't help but think of my kids and grandkids having to go on without me. I was terrified. It took eight hours for my neighbor to find me. It could have been the end of me. That's when I knew I needed Life Alert. With just one press of this button, I'm connected to the Life Alert Center, where I can get the help I need, even when I cannot reach a phone. With Life Alert, I'm never alone. For a free Life Alert brochure, call 800-635-4993. That's 800-635-4993. Call now at 800-635-4993 to get a free brochure. 800-635-4993. It's a Minute Report for America. There is a pervasive left-wing bias in American education. A member of the lower house of the New York State Legislature has decided to tackle the problem in his state by introducing legislation mandating that instructional materials are free of bias. Assemblymember Bill Curran, a Republican from Long Island, is sponsoring the bill that would mandate state approval of teaching materials. His proposed law notes, over the last three decades, Education has morphed into a progressive socialist agenda that fails at every level to help our children and future leaders develop important skills. Textbooks across America have been found showing anti-Judeo-Christian values. According to the Reading and Writing Project from Columbia University, a teacher should not bring any supplemental reading materials that have not been checked for appropriateness. I'm Frank Fernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. I'll have to say, I love it. It is a world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio program, coast to coast, border to border on Tune and iTunes. Radio loyalty, Stitcher, and the world famous Jiggy Jaguar app. It will absolutely. Jaguar.us for more information on that. Let's talk a little bit about. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio. Now, I get it. I hear you, Greg. I get it. Uh, what does this mean? What is the EU referendum for Americans? This is an excerpt from the Guardian. So the basic reason why British voters may about may be about to do it to their neighbors and seven sever an uneasy forty three year relationship with twenty eight nation European Union, five hundred million citizens is because they are fed up and can show it, like a ballot proposition in California or one of the Switzerland's frequent referendums. Swiss recently rejected a basic minimum income for all adults. June 23rd gives frustrated voters a chance to kick the government more broadly to kick the political elites you judge to have let them down. Um, How could that happen in a country where most charismatic modern leader Margaret Thatcher endorsed the view of the most respectable politicians with memories of interwar fascism calling referendums a device for dictators and demagogues? No referendum on Mrs. Thatcher's watch. Well, Margaret Thatcher ain't here anymore, boys. Basically, what it comes down to is that um, Cameron most certainly assumed that the pro-EU liberal Democrats, his coalition partners in the governing British since Labor lost office in 2010, would still be around to veto such a move in a renewed coalition with the seismic shift towards nationalism and populism has helped decimate piously internationalist Lib Dems. Basically, here's the deal. The Donald Trump effect. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's the Donald Trump effect. What happened here, kids, is the fact that uh, they wanted out. They wanted uh, out. And they got it. It's the Donald Trump effect. It's sweeping across the world. Let's pray to God it happens here. 
God, it would be a fun one. We're going to take a timeout. We will see you Monday on our big program. Check out our app, cheekycheckwire.us. Download that thing now. Listen to us live, 24-7 replay. Exclusive news and programming information available on our app. Cheekycheckwire.us on-demand audio and video as well. Check out the website, cheekycheckwire.com. J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. This is attorney advertising. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. Should not be based solely upon advertising. Kurt Goes and Brad Honnold are responsible for the content of this advertisement. Idea Magazine. Concerts for the cause. The Jiggy Jagger Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus... You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.